As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Wednesday afternoon as we record this. I sure hope you're hanging in there, Blue Jackets fans. It's been a rough stretch. Uh, we'll get to some news and notes here first before we bring in our guest this week. Play-by-play voice of the AHL Cleveland Monsters, Mr. Tony Brown. Uh, we're going to talk about the the near future of the Blue Jackets organization, the players, the prospects playing just up I-71 in Cleveland. Uh, so look forward to that conversation for sure. First with the Blue Jackets. Wow. 12-6-0 uh, and on November 26th. And then, boy, the floor has kind of given away since then. 3-9-1. and so That's three wins in the last 13 games. It's been a month, folks, since they have won a game in regulation, uh, December 5th versus San Jose. That's what they're up against right now, including two straight really unfortunate losses. They've allowed seven goals in each uh, losses to Carolina and Tampa. Sure, two of the best teams in the National Hockey League, uh, but the Blue Jackets are really in a tough way. The schedule maybe lightens up a little bit, but the situation doesn't. 
Zach Wierenski, Elvis Merzlikens, Alexander Texay, not at practice again today. They will miss Thursday's game in New Jersey per coach Brad Larson. Uh, and so the the um, the hill just gets a little bit steeper here. Uh, Cole Stillinger, who left Tuesday's game with undisclosed injury, did not skate today, but he is going to travel to Jersey. And I think the expectation is for him to play. Uh, one other thing to get to, this is something to smile about. Uh, Jake Voracek on Thursday will become the 358th player in the 100-year history of the National Hockey League to play in 1,000 games. That is quite an accomplishment. Nobody has played 1,000 games entirely in a blue jacket sweater, but he'll become the fourth player to hit that figure with the blue jackets. Joining Sergei Fedorov in 05, Vinny Prospel in 2011, and Scott Hartnell in 2015. And he'll become only the second Blue Jackets draft pick to hit 1,000 games, Rick Nash being the other. Now, there's a few that are few that are coming uh, in, in the years to, to follow, but right now it's only Nash, and it will be Jake Voracek as of Thursday. Uh, so the easy part of a rebuild, and I think I'm going to be writing about this for the Sunday Blue Jackets Sunday Gathering, the easy part of saying you're going to rebuild is is – the, the first steps to do it, just the excitement around doing it. Let's rebuild this thing. This, people, this is the hard part right here. This is the, these are the, the trying times where you've got to stay the course, where the losses pile up. And sometimes the only thing that can keep you uh, really of sane mind if you're a hardcore fan is what the future looks like. And we've talked about Kent Johnson, Corson Kuhlemans. Um, there's a few other really bright prospects coming down the hopper. But today on Front Nationwide, we're going to look at the future of the Blue Jackets organization, or at least the collection of prospects who are currently playing for the Cleveland Monsters of the AHL, the players that are right on the cusp of the NHL. And we've set aside five forwards, two defensemen, two goalies to chat about. Um, and we thought the who else would be better to, to discuss these players than Tony Brown, who is the play-by-play voice of the Monsters, watches these guys on a daily basis, and really, in the American Hockey League, you do a lot more than just play-by-play. You are really a part of the operation, so you get to know these guys as well. Tony, welcome to the to the program. Thanks for joining us, and uh, look forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too, Aaron. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Really appreciate you reaching out with the invitation, and uh, yeah, looking forward to this chat. Yeah, so a couple of these guys showed up in Columbus today as members of the Taxi Squad. Um, let's start with the forwards. What are you seeing with Liam Foodie? Now, this is a former first-round draft pick. This is a kid that can absolutely fly. I think the Blue Jackets thought he was NHL-ready, said he was kind of beyond the AHL when they brought him in last season. Now it appears they want him to spend some time in the American Hockey League. He's done that. He's played some games. What's Liam Foodie's game look like to you? What kind of growth have you seen? Uh, and maybe what is left for him to to figure out at the American Hockey League level? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, the first word that comes to mind you talk about Liam is skating. I mean, just a world class skater, and uh, you know, it's something that his when you talk to his teammates and his line mates about him and what he sort of brings to the table, that that's at the top of the list. I mean, especially at the American Hockey League level. Uh, the way that he can sort of spearhead the rush through the neutral zone and, and sort of get into the offensive zone uh, clean with those entries just makes such a big difference. So 
Um, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. And this year, uh, you know, he's, he's tied for uh, second on the team in points. He's got six goals, 11 assists, uh, 17 points in 24 games this season. And he's really come on as the season has gone on. So uh, playing on a line uh, often, I mean, you know, really, there hasn't been a lot of hockey to be played lately sure. for the Monsters. They've had just one game in their last 26 days on the calendar, if you can believe that. And their last game uh, was just about three weeks ago. So, uh, you know, there hasn't been a ton of hockey to be played. Who knows what the combinations will look like when the Monsters get back to action this weekend on the road. But he has been playing with Kevin Stenland and Tyler Secura on a really effective uh, forward line there. And, and yeah, he's just, uh, you know, to, to borrow an old sports phrase, he's kind of the, the, the straw that stirs the drink, you know? I mean, he's Good. the guy that gets you set up in the offensive zone. He's the guy that um, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, gets you in. And uh, he and he and uh, Kevin Stenland in particular have had a lot of great chemistry. And um, but yeah, with him, it's just about his amazing acceleration, which is really leaps and bounds uh, beyond what you typically see at the American Hockey League level. So uh, Monsters uh, fans got their first look at him uh, a couple of years back in the playoffs, actually he played about eight games yeah. uh, right at the end of his junior career. And, and just from then on, I mean, he's been a guy that. Uh, you know, as as often these guys pop up in the American Hockey League, guys that you love watching at this level and you just see based on their skill set, they're not going to be here for long, not going to be here forever, but uh, really entertaining player to watch. And yeah, it's just all about that skating with Liam. Now, so the question that scouts have had with him are, is his, are his hands ever going to catch up with his feet? Um, where's he at with puck possession, with sort of the skill, at the polish aspects of, of his of his game because he can fly and that's going to be enough. He's going to have an NHL career. As you just said, I think you're bang on. He's going to play in the league for a while. You don't skate that well and not make it. But I think rather his, what the skill quotient can be here is going to determine if he's a top six guy or a third line, uh, checking line plus type guy. Any any sort of elevation with with what he can do with the puck? Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I think really in in all aspects and all phases of the game, he's just shown a lot of steady growth. Particularly, uh, you know, last year was I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point was was uh, you know just a weird year in the American Hockey yeah. League. What with yes. the taxi squads and the shortened season, and it really felt like a completely different league. But there were times even even last season he was just absolutely dominating games at this level. So I think. When you do that and then you, you head into a somewhat more uh, normal, quote unquote, normal season this year, at least for a while there, um, you know, the confidence uh, has just swelled and swelled and built and built. And, uh, you know, like you said, playmaking, puck possession, you know, working on the half boards, uh, uh, seeing lots of power play time, uh, you know, killing penalties, doing everything at this level. Um, you've just seen uh, that confidence grow and grow and grow. And, and uh, you know, absolutely, I think I've seen growth from the first time we saw him uh, you know, on into the present day. And, and uh, you know, he's just a player that at this level, again, uh, brings to the table something um, that that you just don't see that much in the American yeah. Hockey League. And that's this uh, totally world-class um, ability. And, and I think he's sort of, uh, you know, coming into his own a little bit here uh, throughout the, even, even just the last couple of months of this season, um, he just seems to have sort of clicked into something and found something in his game that he can really um, you know, used to his advantage. And that's, uh, like I said, getting into the offensive zone and giving his line mates an opportunity to put themselves in a position uh, to receive the puck. And, and he's putting it right on the spot and uh, just ask guys like Stenland and, and Tyler Secura there how much they enjoy playing with him. I mean, uh, it, it's a common refrain when we 
talk to these guys throughout the season, how lucky they feel to be able to share a line with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, a player at this level that is, in a word, uh, pretty darn special. Yeah, cool. And I assume, Tony, if he's playing with Sakura and Stenland, that he's on the wing. Yes, yes. Okay. He has been primarily on the wing uh, this year. And, and of course, Kevin Stenland and that great wrist shot uh, uh, down the yeah. middle there on what's been a really effective line. Cool. Let's go to Tyler Angle. And this is a really interesting guy for me. You've root for these guys. Seventh round draft pick, 212 overall in 2019. I'm going to look real quick here. I can't imagine. That's probably pretty late in the. That's I can't remember too many guys after him. Five players drafted after him in that in that draft. So not quite Mister Irrelevant, but he is not even close to Mister Irrelevant with this organization. I think they really like this kid. Um, he has yet to play for the Blue Jackets. He looked great up in Traverse City. He looked like like uh, he wanted to run the joint with some of the other guys there. This is a, a really interesting player, Tyler Angle, on the small side. Uh, but just tell him that. He seems like an incredibly driven young man. Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, he kind of came in and, and took uh, the Monsters by storm last year in that in that strange shortened year, just 23 uh, games that he was able to get into last season. But he led the team in scoring with 24 points uh, last year. And, you know, there was some conversation. Was the American League, like we talked about a second ago, really – uh, what it normally is last year with the taxi squads and, and every team without their, you know, four or five, six best players at any given time last season. Well, that just creates opportunity for guys like Tyler, who, uh, you know, without the strange situation would still have been in junior uh, with Windsor. So he gets this great opportunity last year, catches a lot of attention, um, you know, from the coaching staff, I'm sure the hockey ops staff uh, with Columbus and boy, did he ever take advantage of that? So the question was with him uh, heading into this season, is he going to be able to sustain that? And uh, while the goals uh, have not really come quite yet, he's got two goals, 15 points this year. Um, he has been one of the Monsters' top scorers all season. He has shown flashes. One of those two goals, uh, just a spectacular move. I mean, he's really a, a high-end skill guy. And I, I think, um, you know, adjusting, it really was an adjustment, I think, from last year to this year in the American Hockey League. But um, you know, he has been uh, an important guy for Cleveland all year, again, playing in all situations and and being able to uh, blossom as a pro uh, alongside some of the great veterans the Monsters have in their dressing room. I mean, uh, a great attitude, um, certainly a guy that's fun to talk to, uh, you know, in terms of interviews and stuff like that. And a lot of personality, not just off the ice, but in his game, too, I think he's really yeah. creative. Um, you know, he, he finds uh, uh, ways in, in tight spaces to to free himself up to make plays. And, and he's been, I think if you ask the Monsters coaching staff, uh, he's been a guy that, you know, of course, like any young player, there are areas of his game that I'm sure he's working on that his staff wants to see him improve on. But uh, all in all, for a young guy, he's checking a whole lot of boxes. And uh, just as a broadcaster, you love those guys. They're just fun to watch. Creative yeah. players that uh, once they get into the offensive zone seem to be dangerous from anywhere on the ice uh, uh, in terms of making plays and scoring and, uh, so, so he's definitely uh, been a guy that I know monster fans and, and myself too, have really enjoyed watching play this year and glad to see him, uh, you know, sustain some of that really uh, great productivity he had last season that again, uh, kind of came out of nowhere for the monsters. I, I mean, the expectations were, I don't know what they were, you know, let's see what this kid can do, but boy, uh, he didn't look like a kid who wanted to go back to junior, if you know what I mean. And he was drafted out of junior as a center. Has he played mostly wing there in, in Cleveland? 
Yeah, he's been on the wing this year too okay. on uh, one of one of the top uh, two lines for the majority of the season. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think for him, it's just uh, putting putting together you know every aspect of his game to sort sure. of uh, uh, match up with what he can do offensively, which is really uh, you know pretty pretty spectacular. Uh, let's move. To, we're talking to, to Tony Brown, play by play voice of the Cleveland Monsters, the Blue Jackets' top affiliate, American Hockey League. Uh, and we're, we're talking about the players who are on the cusp of making it with the Blue Jackets or at least the next wave of prospects. Players you could very well see or, dare I say, are likely to see the rest of the way here, at least at some point. Uh, and this is a name that will jump out to a lot of people because he has, he's been a name in the organization for a while. Trey fix uh had, of course, the, the rough uh, break last season. It, it sure felt like he was on the cusp of getting recalled. Uh, the Blue Jackets have said as much. He hurt his knee uh, out for the rest of the season, earned a, a direct phone call from Yarmo Kekalainen after his knee surgery, who told him to to stick with it, hang in there, and get and get better. And he's he's uh, a word of encouragement. NHL GMs aren't exactly known for doing that. Uh, <laughs> Wolanski's come back here with a big start, almost a point a game, guys. only played 10 games. He's been rested in a couple of games. They've got a strict... Uh, sort of no back-to-backs is my understanding for him just to make sure they let the the knee uh, get a base of strength back again. This peop, this is a Cam Atkinson-type player, 5'7", 195. Oh, he looks thicker than that to me. Um, but, Tony, tell me what you see from him. And this is a triumphant story, uh, really, to have him back this year and see him playing as well as he has. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's – you know what I mean? It's easy to root for certain guys. And he's definitely one of those guys. Um, just a great personality. He's, uh, you know, beloved by his teammates, of course, but he's willing to engage with the fans. He's willing to do whatever the organization needs him to do. And boy, that was really a, a heartbreaking injury last season because you said it. I mean, he was off to a great start uh, with uh, what, nine points, I think, in nine games there before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, and it's just tough to see a guy in that situation go down and have to bite the bullet like that. But if ever there was a season to miss, right, it was probably that COVID year right. last year yeah, and, uh, you know, successful uh, surgery in the off season. And really from the start of this year, as we were waiting for, for Trey to get back and get into the games, I mean, uh, that was something everybody was looking forward to, I think, around the team was just uh, what he's going to bring. Um, and, and man, he came out just like gangbusters. I mean, he was scoring uh, immediately. He had multi-point games in a couple of his first games back and, uh, that same sort of aggressive style. He's got that low center of gravity. And, and we talked in seasons past about what a great mentor he's had within the organization and Nathan Gerby for a smaller player, yes. um, you know, and, and, and just how to use sort of your, your height to your advantage in certain situations and, and gaining leverage and stuff like that. But, He's a guy with a just a fantastic shot. He he loves to shoot. He loves to score. He's always thinking about uh, uh, you know what he can do at the minute he hits the offensive blue line. Uh, another guy that uh, not to repeat myself, but is just truly fun to watch play. And and of course plays with a little bit of an edge too. He doesn't back down. He's sort of you know like some players uh, that have, that are undersized have that little yeah. chip on the shoulder. I don't know if that's where it comes from or what, but he plays with a little bit of extra grit and. Uh, he's, he's been a lot of fun to watch, just improve and improve and get better. And so, you know, who knows when that NHL uh, chance is going to come for him to show what he can do at hockey's highest level. But uh, I certainly wouldn't bet against him. And he's a guy that whenever that happens, if it does for him, uh, a lot of monster fans and, and a lot of folks in the organization, myself included, are going to have a smile on our face uh, 
watching him take that step because uh, his attitude throughout this injury and and uh, in showing up to the start this year and doing all the right things and staying disciplined in his rehab to get back, get ready to go, and then not to play uh, with any sort of timidness or anything like that, as sometimes you see with guys coming off serious injuries. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, it, it's just a lot of, lot of fun to watch and, and uh, a guy that you just uh, sort of cross your fingers for a little bit because he's put in a lot of work and, and he's earned everything he's gotten in hockey, that's for sure. And uh, those are the guys that, uh, you know, you, you hope succeed. You hope everyone succeeds, but uh, maybe maybe you root a little harder for guys like that. Yeah, and he's pretty – I mean, my mind's eye here, my memory tells me he's he's fairly tank tanky, right? He's pretty thick. Yeah, As yeah, a, he sturdy, sturdy, yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he throws it around a little bit. Uh, here's one question I always have for the shooters, because I think this is such an important thing in the NHL. Does Does – does Fix Wolanski just let it go, or does he dust it off and let it go? I mean, he's he. The situation dictates. I, yeah. He's just got great goal scoring uh, instincts, I think. And um, you know, we've we've seen him score a lot of big goals. Uh, you know, overtime goals, stuff like that. I, I remember earlier this season, he had a, a great goal to force overtime. We were on the road in Toronto uh, against the Marlies. I mean, he just plays right till the end of the game. And uh, every time he's got the puck on his stick, he's looking to do something with it, whether that's putting it in the net himself or setting up his teammates. He's just got uh, great instincts in the offensive zone. So, you know, I don't know if I could pigeonhole him uh, one way or the other. He yeah. got that big one-timer rip on his offhand there, but he can also make a nice Maybe. silky play in front of the net. He, he just likes to shoot. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, next player, this guy, Josh Dunn, was the captain up in Traverse City and certainly fit the bill. I mean, just felt like a leader of men. He's 23 years old, so he's up there for that tournament, certainly a couple years older than most of the players there. But this is a big kid. He's got a hockey frame, 6'4", 210. He's a centerman. I think I just watched this kid play, and I say, He's going to find his way to the National Hockey League and play some games. Fourth line guy for sure. I don't think it's anything higher than that. But he is he is a sturdy, competitive bastard. And I say that in the nicest possible way. He comes from a great family of great hockey players uh, with great Ohio State ties, of course. Uh, sisters played at Ohio State. Tell me about Josh Dunn and uh, the season he's having, I, I get the sense he's a real anchor of that team. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he's been, he's been a great, great player and he's really come on here too in the last, uh, you know, five, six, seven games for the monsters as well, playing in a bottom six role this year. Uh, but, but, you know, like you said, very versatile, um, great at the, in the face-off circle, uh, a guy that his teammates all have a lot of respect for. And, you know, he's gotten praise 
recently from, uh, you know, one of the last games we played before we took this uh, crazy month long COVID hiatus or whatever yeah. uh, we want to call this. Um, I was talking to Mark Latestu, just, you know, Hey, uh, give me a guy that you've been really pleased with in maybe the past couple of weeks. And he did not hesitate at all. He said, Oh, Josh Dunn. I, he, he takes instruction. Well, he, uh, you know, knows what kind of player he wants to be. He's determined to work on the things that he needs to work on to get back to the next level. And I think the little taste he had with the blue jackets, uh, last, last year, whenever that was really wet his whistle for the next level, because, uh, he's just got that great attitude you like to see of players that uh, maybe go up for a little bit and then come back to the American Hockey League. And that's just that determination to take the opportunity to play at the American League level and, and turn it into another chance up top. So uh, he's a guy that I think has his sights set on a long NHL career and, uh, you know, a guy that has a lot of the tools to make it happen. And, and one of those things he brings to the table, like you said, is size, uh, but also a, a great hockey IQ and, and a guy that, um, you know, just is able to get to the front of the net on the power play. He's able to do a lot of different things for you and he'll do whatever you need him to do. And I think that's why the coaching staff has been so pleased with him. Yeah, that's great. Uh, this is a local kid here. And I, I almost hesitated to put Carson Meyer on the list because he's 24 years old. spent some time in, in university for sure, four years. So sometimes those guys take a little bit longer, but 24 years old is, is sort of on the, the late end for prospects, but you, you may call me a homer all you want. Maybe there's some hometown <laughs> discount happening here, Tony. Um, you want this this kid to make it. He's got a great shot. Uh, played his way from an AHL-only contract into a two-way deal with the Blue Jackets, which is really saying something. But Carson Meyer um, has had – he's been through some stuff uh, with injuries, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the kid can shoot the puck. I think he's trying to become a tougher – Harder to play against type player. He's, I think he's figured out that his ticket might be third or fourth line uh, role in the NHL if he's able to get there. Uh, what are you seeing from from the local kid Carson Meyer in Cleveland? Yeah, you know, Carson kind of reminds me of uh, you know just from last season to this season a little bit like we were talking about with Tyler Angley. He shows up and and uh, playing on an AHL deal last year, kind of catches a lot of attention with nine goals. I think he was something like third on the team in scoring. Uh, right up there in, in terms of goal scoring on the team last year. And, and like you said, earned that NHL contract, which I think was a big deal to him. And, uh, you know, he was he was really hot out of the gate this year. Uh, you're right on it with that scouting report. I mean, the big thing you see with him is his fantastic shot. Uh, and, and yeah, I think he is trying to play a little bit more of a physical game. And I, I've seen in some interview at some point, he, he referred to himself as wanting to be a little bit more rap-like out there. And I, I think uh, sure. uh, we have seen some of that uh, from him. Uh, you know, he, he's another guy that, um, you know, seems awfully, awfully motivated to make his NHL dreams come true. And this year he's got uh, seven points in 21 games. Five of those are goals. He's, he's definitely a shoot first kind of a guy Been hmm. a little bit banged up. So he's been out of the lineup a couple of games here recently, but um, you know, uh, you're, you're right on. He's, he's a guy that uh, certainly can do a lot of things for you. But the primary thing that I think of, if I were to just blurt out the first word that comes to mind is, is uh, that shot uh, that, that he offers and, and uh, you know, and also just his willingness to, to fill whatever role is needed. I mean, you like guys at the American league level that uh, are eager to kill penalties and stuff like that. And he's, yeah. he's definitely one of those guys. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, we'll go to the defenseman now. We've picked two. We'll first start with Jay Christensen, undrafted. Uh, Blue Jackets signed him. We've been through this before on the on the podcast, how he ended up in, in Columbus. They thought he, it's, he was in Stockton AHL for a while. They let his rights go. 
The Blue Jackets pounced on him. He's been an incredibly productive player, especially from the blue line. I, I think there's some questions about how well he can defend or would be able to defend against NHL players. He is currently with the Blue Jackets on the taxi squad, having been called up uh, just in the last day or so. But this is a guy who's there's a lot to like about his his game. Um, of course, it's the offensive side, but but give us the scouting report, Tony Brown, on on Jay Christensen. Can he be enough defensively? Because you know they want that skill set in the lineup. Can he be enough defensively to make it in the NHL? You know. I- I mean, I think so. Uh, from what we've seen this year, I mean, he's been, w- without exaggeration, he's been the MVP of the Monsters this season. He's, he's leading the team in scoring, sure, but plays a ton of minutes, plays in all situations. Uh, you know, from last year, which was a, a strong showing in the shortened season to this year, I've seen, you know, just a lot of growth in, in sort of the, you know, two-way portion of his game. Um, I, I haven't seen a lot of holes. And, and you know, it's, sometimes it's tough to you know, you see a player that has success in the AHL and you wonder, does that translate to the next level? It's hard for me to say, you know, I, I, I've seen more American league games than I, than I have national league games here in the last seven years that I've been working in this league. But at least at this level, all I can tell you is he looks like a surefire all-star defenseman to me. And uh, a guy that's been right up there, top three, five in the league uh, amongst defensemen in literally every stat category this year, he's shown a real willingness to put the puck on the net. He's got like 60, some shots in 20 games this year. Um, so, you know, I know you, you asked sort of more about the defensive side of the game. I, I don't see a lot of concern there. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but uh, he's taken a huge step in my eyes from last season to this year. And yeah, it's not exaggerating to say he's been uh, one of the best players the Monsters have had this season, if not uh, the most reliable guy when, when you look at the entire campaign as a whole. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, when when I think of offensive defensemen, there's some there's some that are puck movers and some that are playmakers, uh, and some that are both. Some guys are puck carriers. How does he do his damage? Is he a quick puck mover? Does he like to to cart the puck? Does he? How does how does he do his his work or work his magic? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it uh, happens once once you get into the offensive zone. I I don't know that he's uh, necessarily, you know. I guess you could call him a puck. I think that's fair. You could call him a puck moving defenseman for sure. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. once he gets, you know, particularly on the power play, once things get set up, I mean, it it obviously, it it all flows through him. uh, And and he's just got great vision. Uh, He's a playmaking guy for sure. But again, this year, even more so than last season, there's that willingness to also uh, take the initiative to take that extra stride, take that extra second, uh, make the decision and then deliver the puck to the net. So, um, you know, I, Sometimes I struggle with sort of uh, putting these guys into columns. I, I just think he's a quality uh, defenseman that can, you know, take care of his own end, sure. But once he gets that puck and he, and he accelerates up ice and picks up his eyes, um, you know, he can hurt you in a lot of different ways. And I guess one of those would be carrying it into the offensive zone. But we've seen him make a lot of great plays, too, in, in setting up his teammates this season uh, off the rush. And then in my eyes, particularly once things are set up. So, uh, I think he's versatile. I think he's highly skilled. I, I think he's got a really bright future. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers he gets into a couple of games for the Jackets here because, uh, you know, he's been outstanding for the Monsters. And, uh, you know, th- this is a team, you know, and a fan base here in Cleveland that's seen a couple of great uh, uh, offensive-minded defensemen that's these right. last several years. Uh, you know, guys like Adam Clendenning come to mind, who's played a lot of games for Cleveland, now in the Philly organization. But, uh, you know, he, he's another in that tradition uh, in yeah. my eyes. And, uh, you know, certainly 
can't really imagine him having done any more than he's done this year uh, to grab this opportunity by the throat. Yeah, that's awesome. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, the other defenseman, and this is really interesting, Tim Bernie. Now, he would be adjusting big time, I would suspect, uh, to life in the, in North America. This is a player. He is from Switzerland. He's played his entire career until this year in the Swiss League. Uh, pretty good pretty good numbers in with uh, Zurich and makes the leap to North America this year. I think the Blue Jackets have high hopes for him. He's not a big guy by any mo- by any means. I don't think he is an incredible offensive talent like we've discussed. He's not a Wierenski or a, a Christensen or those guys that are point-of-game type guys. But there's some skill and some some uh, puckability here, if that's a word. Uh, Tim <laughs> Burney, uh, your breakdown, Tony Brown, on Tim Burney. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I think of is uh, smarts. You know, he's just a guy that seems to always make the right play uh, in whatever you know, area of the ice he's at. Um, he's also a really good skater, uh, but just, just a very high IQ type player. Um, you know, he's played with a couple of different defensive partners this year for a while. He was with, uh, Billy Sweezy, who's uh, a defenseman that, that, you know, a little more physical, a little bit more, you know, a little contrast there with Tim, but, uh, you know, they, they've had a lot of chemistry and, um, you know, he, he's a guy that I think is certainly, you know, any team in the American league would love to have, uh, his skill set and, um, you know, he, he can just sort of see the play develop in a way that allows him to be efficient uh, in the way that he attacks up ice. And, and uh, you know, he can shoot the puck a little bit. He's not shy about that. He, he just plays a very sound, smart kind of hockey. And then you see those flashes of the offense, too, sort of mixed in there. But but you're not kidding. I mean, it's got to be a huge adjustment for him. That's, yeah. you know, he's a name that we've wondered, would we see him last season, you know? with the shortened year that didn't turn right. out to be the case, but uh, we've been kind of uh, the last couple of years in Cleveland uh, waiting for him to arrive. And, and now that he's here, I, I you know, I, I think he's come as advertised as a, a skilled guy, but for me, it's, it's uh, a smart brand of hockey that he plays. And he, and you can see that from all the way up uh, where I'm sitting and I'm sure the fans can see it too. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the goalies. I think if you're of this list, we've put together here, I've put together, Tony, if you had to put some money on one of these guys for sure having a bright NHL career, it might be this next guy. Goaltender, Daniil Tarasov. Uh, big dude, 6'5", 185, but a patient, patient player. That's the one thing that that is mentioned by all uh, every Blue Jackets player that, that's played the few games. He's played four NHL games this season, 937 save percentage. His numbers, oddly, are better, dramatically better in the National Hockey League, only four games, than they are in the American Hockey League, 893. But I'm guessing you still see some traits there that that jump off the page as a goaltender. He's big, he's patient, he moves very well, but he also moves very efficiently, especially for a young player. What does Daniil Tarasov look like in the American Hockey League, Tony? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, you get a first, you know, couple of games uh, with him in there and, and get your first impression of him. And, 
you think, boy, we better enjoy this because he's not going to be around very long at this yeah. level. I mean, he, he's uh, you said it. I mean, big, that's easy to spot. But but he but he's athletic uh, he, he, in the best possible way. He covers a lot of ground in the net. You know, I, th- I think definitely there was a bit as he had six games with the Monsters last year of an adjustment to the smaller ice surface at the beginning uh, sure. of his transition. Um, but I mean, he's he's just, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you watch these games and, and you can just see that it's almost like he knows it too. There's this certain self-assuredness. It's not mm-hmm. cockiness. It's just, you know, he knows what he can do. And, and uh, you know, he knows where he wants to be. I think he knows where he's going to be and that's in the national hockey league. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, ath- athleticism is one word that comes to mind right away. And, and again, you know, like I was talking to one of my counterparts recently and they mentioned him and said, Oh, you know, the, he's kind of disappointed. The numbers aren't really, well, you know, if there was ever a case of the numbers not telling the story, uh, it, it's with him. Um, yeah. He's had some dominating performances. Uh, he, you know, gives the team, obviously, a chance to win every time he's in there. And uh, even in games where he might give up, uh, you know, four goals or something like that, there's oftentimes a spectacular uh, athletic save or two that he's able to make where you're, you know, you're 100% certain as broadcaster he's down and out. And this one's going in and he finds a way to pull a rabbit out of his hat. So um, another guy that I, I really enjoy watch uh, play, and I'm, I'm trying to savor it a little bit here, Aaron, because uh, we're not going to see him in Cleveland for long. Yeah. Take good pictures, as they say, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last guy on our list is is an interesting, uh, this is not a name you would have expected to be there, but boy, he stood out at, at Traverse City as a, he made some exceptional saves. And just looked really composed and, and quick and together with the Jet Greaves goaltender, uh, who spent most of the season in the East Coast Hockey League. Now, as we all know, goalie it's a little bit different. Goalies are a lot a little bit different than any other position in so many, many ways. But a guy spending most of the season in the East Coast Hockey League, not a big deal if he's a goaltender, because there's only so many spots and so many places for guys to play. Cleveland's got Tarasov, they've got Barube. And so Greaves has needed to play, and he's been doing that mostly at the East Coast Hockey League. He's got a 907 save percentage there, which is pretty damn good for, for that league, not the easiest league to, to tend goal in. His numbers in Cleveland, he's played just three games, but he's been really, really good, at least statistically. I'll let you tell me uh, the rest, Tony. Um, this is a kid I think might have something. Undrafted, you never know with goalies, but he's a young man, 20 years old. Um, the athleticism is off the charts. And I think they think this is a pretty smart kid that maybe he's got a chance. Oh, yeah. Talking to Brad Thiessen, who's the uh, goaltending development coach for the Blue Jackets, uh, sort of a de facto goalie coach for the Monsters, played for the Monsters for years. Uh, he, he loves this kid. And and uh, just quick aside, what a name, right? Jet oh, Breeze. I mean, really, I mean, you can't make it up. Yeah. Love that. Uh, but yeah. he's been he's been really good. And, and remember with him, uh, we talked about it when you're up at Traverse City there a little bit. That was one of the storylines. He hadn't played at all. He didn't play at all uh, last year. He was with the Barry Colts, and so did not play a game for over a calendar year. So coming into this year, it's like, okay, is he going to snap back into it? Well, his uh, debut for the Monsters was just super memorable. I I remember it was the end of October. We were up in Belleville, uh, just down the road. He's from Cambridge, Ontario. So he had his mom. He had some friends in the crowd. And uh, oh, ho-hum, throws out a 40-save performance. Uh, Monsters won the game 2-1. to Talk That's to him uh, after the game there. The, yeah, the next morning. And, you know, it's like, uh, what else could you possibly expect would happen? You know, like yeah. he, he was just very uh, uh, 
very impressive the way that he's handled himself as a young player at this level. And, and also you said, uh, you know, a lot of guys might not want to be in the ECHL, but uh, he has taken full advantage of that chance to get regular minutes and, and play. And, and then when he's come up to Cleveland, he's been really good. I mean, his three performances, uh, you know, one was that 40 save debut. Then he stopped 11 of 11 in relief uh, on, uh, I think it was early December against Milwaukee and then played the next day too, made 33 saves. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's certainly got a, a, like any young player, he's certainly, I'm sure got a, a lot to work on a lot of things he's working on with uh, Brad Teeson and Manny legacy and the rest of the goalies. But um, he is a gamer and he shows up. If he's in the lineup, he's ready to go. And uh, he's, he's been awfully impressive and, and a fun guy to talk to off the ice as well. Um, you know, uh, ha- excited to see what he can do with, maybe a full season in the American hockey league at some point here, but uh, he's under contract for this year and next year on an American league deal. So I think monster fans can look forward to seeing plenty of him uh, in the years to come uh, at least next year. Uh, But um, you know, he's with the monsters right now. We'll see if he uh, gets in there on the road this weekend, but every time he's gotten an opportunity to play, he has looked uh, like he belongs. And, And that's a great thing to say about a young player. So Tony, let me ask you, is there somebody here we haven't talked about, a player that that you get to watch on a nightly basis, and you and you think that kid probably should be in this conversation. Who who jumps to mind? You can name as many as you want. Yeah, I, uh, the first guy that hops right to the front of my mind is uh, defenseman Cole Clayton. They call him Cowboy. Grew up out uh, out in Western like Canada. It. They're working. Uh, working on the ranch and, and uh, he, he's been really good. It took him a little while to get into the lineup. Monsters had a, a glut of defensemen there at the beginning of the season, but once he got in, he has not come out, uh, plays a very, very sort of uh, uh, sturdy, if that's a good word for it, kind of mm-hmm. a game. I mean, he can make plays up ice. He's had a couple of just outstanding uh, uh, sort of stretch pass assists this year, but he also has definitely uh, a lot of grit, a lot of toughness, um, versatile, uh, good size on him too. Uh, right shot defenseman can't have enough of those guys. Um, so I, I think he projects out to, to be a really good player, uh, at the next level. He played his junior hockey at medicine hat. Uh, and, and this year with the monsters, he's become a, a guy that, uh, his role has only increased with each appearance that he's had. Um, he's seen some power play time. He's taken nice advantage of that. Uh, so, so he's the first name that, that jumps into my mind, but really, uh, there's a lot of guys. And, and sometimes, you know, when you work in the American league, you sometimes want to highlight some of the American league, uh, contracted players that, uh, sure. maybe the blue jackets fans might, might not think about. Maybe these are guys who, who have been good pros for a couple of years and just wanted to throw a bone to a couple of, uh, great, great players, uh, that, that fit sort of that description And Tyler Secura, who recently had a little taste of NHL life in the right. taxi squad. And also Adam Halupka. Um, th- these are just consummate professionals. Uh, these are guys who could help any team at any level. Um, creative, offensive players, uh, guys who have worked really hard for the success that they've uh, been able to achieve in their careers. And uh, fantastic character guys in the dressing room, too. I know they're veteran guys. They might not fit the mode of, uh, you-, you know, these prospects we've been talking sure. about here. But but great players and another guy I'd throw in on the back end there is Thomas Shemich, who has been uh, super super solid for the Monsters uh, both last season and this year. Uh, he was originally a Florida Panthers draft choice, but uh, I, I mean just a defenseman that does everything well. Um, he's been paired with Jake Christensen most of the year, and I'm sure uh, they both benefited from one another. 
you know, again, sort of contrasting styles there, but super effective, super reliable, um, you know, playing huge minutes in all situations. So I think Shemmer deserves a lot of credit too. And uh, the last one I'll throw in there is uh, another experienced guy, but uh, Dylan Simpson is the Monsters captain. Um, and uh, yeah. he, he's a guy that's been with the club now for a while. He's committed to the team, signed a multi-year uh, contract to be in Cleveland. Uh, he's earned that captaincy. And uh, he's been, you know, banged up a, a little bit this season, but uh, at least in the American League, you can't ask for anything uh, more than what Dylan brings every single night that he's in there. And the leadership ability too is, is just comes naturally to him. And uh, you know, he was out of the lineup there for I think five, six games for Cleveland. He's one of those guys that uh, you know, when he's not in, you're like, what's missing? Something's missing yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and so uh getting him back has been big for the monster. So you know, us AHL guys, Aaron, you know, we kind of root for those other American League guys sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys have been off, I think it'll be th- Three weeks come Friday. Are you going to get that game in your sense in, in Milwaukee? Uh, we're packing the bus and taking off tomorrow. Yes. So I sure as heck hope so. Uh, you know, last I heard it's happening. I guess you can't take anything for granted. It's <laughs> right. like right up until the opening face off. Is this game right. going to happen or not? But uh, yeah, looking forward to hitting the road and looking forward to heading to uh, one of my favorite AHL road stops in the Bruce City of Milwaukee. Always fun to go there. And catch up with the voice of the admirals, Aaron Sims, and uh, great building there too. They play now at the old Mecca. It's now called uh, Panther Arena right across from the Pfizer Forum there. So love going to Milwaukee. Hopefully you can not only enjoy the trip, but maybe even play a hockey game too. Yeah, and I was going to say your pipes sound terrific, Tony. They sound well-rested like they've been taken (laughs) care of over the holidays. And they damn well better because you got three games and three nights starting Friday. And cross your fingers, you can get them all in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one way to find out, but uh, definitely rare yeah. to get back at it. And, uh, and we'll see what the team has. Like we said, yep. uh, it's, it's one game in 26 days. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I, it's like, I, I don't really know how to put that into perspective, but yeah, three weeks without a game, maybe that's, uh, you know, an excited team that's ready to go. Maybe that's a right. team that needs to, you know, uh, get back into the groove, who knows, but uh, yeah. looking forward to finding out and, as long as we play the games, that's uh, <laughs> that's more than you can ask for at this point. Yeah, that's awesome. Tony Brown, thanks for joining us. Folks, you can follow him on Twitter, to, at Tony Brown PXP. That's play-by-play. Tony Brown PXP. Thanks, man, for, for being with us. Thanks for filling us in on all things uh, Cleveland Monsters, and I'm sure we will be in touch throughout uh, the season because it's going to be uh, there's there's lots of games to follow. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, it's my pleasure, Aaron. Thanks again for the invitation. It was uh, a lot of fun, man, and and uh, happy late uh, New Year to you. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Same to you, and happy travels, man. We'll stay in touch. Thanks very much. We'll see you.